0: Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Man of Steel one individual minute at a time. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows.
1: And I'm Nathan. You can also find me on social media at No Clutch Nate, as well as my Instagram page, Clutch Figures.
2: And I am Alessandro Maniscalco. You can find me on Twitter at Braveryn, R A V E R Y N, and at JLU Podcast.
0: Alrighty, and today on Man of Steel Minute, we're talking about number 54, and the minute starts with Marcia, uh, Martha shushing uh, Dusty the dog, as we've soon discovered, <laughs> um, and then the minute ends with Lois telling Clark, uh, the only way that you could disappear again is if you stop trying to help people, and I have a sense of that, and it cuts off right there. Um, does Martha spill the beans on Clark's whole story here? Because she... Uh, she meets Lois Lane at the door. Yeah, Lois Lane uh, asks about her son. Her son,
1: which is another inference that yeah. you know, even if Pete Ross didn't say, "Oh yeah, he's the kid of the Kents like he, he was just like, "Oh, if, if what Alex said it was like go go see, you know, the Kent family, they might know a little bit more." Mm-hmm. She kind of, I don't know if this is Lois like inferring and and saying like, "Oh yeah, your son," like who else could it be? Um, I like that she does call him their son instead of just this otherworldly being that just happened to live here so it's it kind of again it humanizes them it, it it's a nod to a parentalness, i guess um you know it's not like you're going to go to someone even if they have like an adopted child or whatever and be like hey i want to talk to you about that kid you adopted yeah like, exactly yeah you, know, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: you, 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 you that wrote... alien you found in a ditch over there exactly want to talk about that um
2: well, and I mean he sh- the the goal here is to track down Superman. Um, you know, she isn't necessarily telling Martha, "Oh, I know about your son's powers." She's mm-hmm. just trying to track him down. So, presumably, you know, even if Pete had given her a, a list of names of those people who were on the bus, you know, she she could have deduced that that Clark was the you know that person that that saved the you know the kids and that led her here. But now she's not necessarily saying to, to Martha, you know, uh, why exactly she's tracking down Clark or that she knows about his powers, but she's just trying to talk to her about Clark to sort of, you know, for all we know, she could be saying, Oh, I'm a friend of his and I can't seem to find him. Yeah. You know, just so that she could track him down. And Martha may have said, Oh, you might find, uh, him visiting his father's gravestone, you know?
1: yeah like that was another question of mine like if she maybe she did shy him away and say no get off my porch like get out of here lady but then you know why would she say or why would she, why would Lois oh, show up in wow, the graveyard yeah, I didn't think about that but maybe, again yeah, maybe like that, sh- that, 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 que- that, that statement like he might be visiting his father's grave
0: well I don't know like uh, let's see I don't know like I'm glad you brought that up because maybe that makes me think that maybe Martha didn't say anything um, cause, but this minute kind of makes me feel like she did say something and that's why she, maybe she told her the story and maybe she told her everything, uh, but maybe she didn't tell her anything at all. And, um, it's only through Lois's detective work that she's able to find that, Hey, only Martha is still alive. Jonathan Kent died oh, a long time yeah. ago during a tornado. And then she's at the grave and she's like, maybe Martha told Cal, like, yo, this guy or this chick came looking for you. Uh, Is everything okay? And she was like, and maybe he was like, uh, don't worry, mom, leave it to me. I'll handle it. Like maybe she didn't tell her anything. But this whole minute made me feel like she did. Um, So maybe she either did say everything or she said nothing at all. Uh, And maybe. Well, I doubt she
2: would have spilled all the beans. I mean, she's spent Clark's entire life, you know, keeping this secret. I doubt she would have. Just, when so just
0: yeah, to this now. stranger who just yeah. walked up. Yeah. Yeah. Part of me thinks now, literally right now, recording right now. I, uh, I now believe that maybe she didn't tell her anything.
1: And j- well, yeah. So then the question, I guess, it would be Lois's detective esque skills that would say, okay, it is Martha. Maybe there is a graveyard around. Maybe I just go find that. And I've always taken it that Clark uses, I guess, you know. We see it later on in the movie where he he hears, I don't know, it could be a heartbeat of his mom that, that, you know, is increasing, or it could just be what she's talking about. And it takes it back to the beginning of the movie where she says, listen to my voice, you know, imagine it's an island. Maybe Clark is always constantly hearing Martha's voice, and he hears Lois questioning her, and Martha's, you know, shying her away or whatever, and that triggers him to go
0: back to Kent Farm. I don't think Lois went to the graveyard Knowing that Clark would show up there, I think she just wanted to see where be there. Kent was, where Jonathan was buried, and then he just showed up on her. It wasn't like she was. Yeah, expecting Yeah, I think
2: him. Uh, I I agree with that, especially because with the gust of wind, it sort of gives the impression that he flies in.
0: Yeah, or does he do and, super speed?
2: Um. I think he flies in. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think it's a flight.
1: I don't know if he. I, I think the only the first time we see super speed is is in the battle of Smallville. Later on, um, but I, I I've always taken it as he he's constantly listening to either her heartbeat, Martha's, mm-hmm. which you know we see it in Dawn of Justice where he switches to Lois. But she says like in the beginning of the movie she says listen to my voice like imagine you know it's an island and, and do that. So I think it's always it's a way to bring himself home and you know to tune out everything else in the world cuz that's constant he's constantly hearing everything in the world so to focus in on one thing maybe he just hears martha just you know talking to herself talking to dusty the dog maybe she's humming a certain tune where he's just like okay i need to or, i need to bring myself in i need to i need to focus what is my mom doing right now
0: or maybe it's perfect timing because he's just found out his purpose in life he's just been He's had this whole, like, being reborn situation. So now he's like, all right, time to go back, talk to my to my mother, because she will always still be my mother. True. Uh, and then she was like, oh, like, I'm so glad you're home. Like, this girl just came looking for you. And she's, like, asking all kinds of questions. And well, no,
1: like, later, I mean, and I guess it's going to be next week's minutes, he, <laughs> he shows up from a truck dropping him off, which if he flew to the graveyard, which is, I don't know, maybe a few miles down the road or something, why would he need to hitchhike on a truck to get back to the farm?
0: Uh, and like she sees Clark for
1: the first time there in you know months, if not a year or two after he's been finding himself doing these odd jobs and stuff, she sees him like it's the first time seeing him in, in a very long time. So those are questions that well, I will say for next week, but <laughs> you know, well, I would
2: say he definitely flies in. I mean, there's a very strong wind. Yeah, I'm um, I'm with that. And and she and she detects she detects him, which goes actually goes into how they. Uh, later on communicate without words so they, they she sort of senses him but I think it's also important to note that she says I um, I figured if I turn enough stones you'd eventually find me so it's not like she expected to see him at the grave site and also important also it's interesting that she says turn over enough stones when she's standing in front of Jonathan's gravestone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, ultimately, she figured if she asked enough questions, eventually, you know, he would come track her down and be like, you know, chill.
0: <laughs> yeah, because that's what she is. She's uh, she's really pesky, and but, but that's what makes her a good journalist, is that she's able to pry at things and push the right kind of buttons to get what she wants out of, you know, for her story and to get the truth out. Um. Yeah, but upon realization, I th- I do think that uh, Lois Lane isn't the other, isn't the only person with with balls in this in this world, and I think Martha Kent just kind of stand her ground and say like, "Yo, you need to get off my porch."
1: Yeah, I mean, we definitely see it later <laughs> on in the movie that she's got some huevos, huevos. But uh, but yeah, um, I I was always under the impression that she she you know shooed Lois away. And I didn't even think that, you know, to the fact that she only realized that Martha was there at the house. Like, okay, what happened to the father figure? Yeah. I didn't even think about that, but, Um, but yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah, and I like this Martha Kent. What about you guys?
1: Oh, yeah, Diane Lane is fantastic.
0: Fantastic.
2: Yeah, she's great.
0: Um, Good. I'm glad we can all agree (laughs) on that. Um, Let's see. So, she – we do get another meeting of – kal-el and lois lane here Mm -hmm. uh kal-el donning his best of the kanye west wardrobe um (laughs) so it's a it's nice to see that um as soon as she sees that and as soon as she says like i knew once i turn enough uh uh, turn over enough stones uh you'd eventually find me um she lays right in pounces on him yeah she just lays in the interrogation (laughs) she's like yeah uh, where you come from what's your story like you know all this that well and first and
2: foremost, she's a journalist so. yeah, she's yeah. not a lady
0: Mark she doesn't want to lose right? her chance because uh this guy could disappear any minute absolutely you know, or any second I'm sure she thought about that too mm-hmm. um yeah yeah uh
1: why does why does he look like a gardener? I don't know. What was he doing right before this? Was this like, you know, last time we saw him, he was in, you know, coming, re entering the atmosphere. Uh, what did he do after that? Did he go work for Scott's a little bit? Did he run into Forrest <laughs> Gump when he was mowing some football fields? Like, what's the dealio? I don't well, know. Well, he might
2: have even been in the house when Lois got there.
0: Ooh.
1: But then wouldn't him pulling up to the farm and him seeing Martha, like, Later on in the minutes, just like throw that notion out the
0: window. We don't know which way it came. Uh, I'd have to watch the minutes to find out. But
2: later on in this minute or the next, minute? no,
1: it's not even going to be in the minutes that we're covering. It's later on after the whole tornado Jonathan Kent scene. It's a uh, you know. He... So then,
2: what's the uh, the confusion?
1: I was always one to believe that him meeting Lois in the graveyard. Happened before Clark goes back home to his mother.
0: It happens before in the film, but we don't know if there's a displacement of time.
2: Ah, I see what you're saying. Okay.
0: But yeah, I mean, somehow he finds out that his, his mother has been questioned about his whereabouts or his origin and whatnot. So he, he does go to the graveyard. That is clear. Yes. Like we know his mother has been questioned. Uh, or that he knows that his mother has been questioned. So he goes here and, uh, she, yeah, she's laying into it. Like, uh, tell me where you're from. People want to hear your story. And he's like, uh, what if I don't want people to know about my story? And, uh, she says, well, the only way is for you to disappear and stop helping people. But I have a sense that, um, and I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it. She says, somehow I sense that that's not an option for you. Okay. Um, what that? does that mean anything to you guys? Is that, Does that play into the Superman role of, uh, you know... Of, of a his, classic a- thing? His ability to never stop helping people? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you
1: know, through and through, when you're referring to Clark Kent, he's still the son of a farmer, and those, Martha and Jonathan, are the epitome of the classic good American family. So, of course, he's going to help out whenever he can, especially with these, you know abilities that he has, he's going to take an extra step to help
0: out and do whatever he can. Because kal is all good and not all powerful. <sighs>
1: <laughs> now that is a statement, Mark. That's something that I would very much like to touch on, but I'd I don't think so. we have the time. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that that's something... For years to come, will be debated. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's a, uh, it's what, yeah. Yeah, um, but you think he is all good and he's not all powerful? Just you. I'm not yep. going to go into me. Yep. That's just you? Yep. Okay, fair enough. Good to know.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'm sure someone's already probably yelling at me right now. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, uh, is there anything that you else that you had in this one? I mean, it's pretty, I didn't get much out of this minute. Nah, it's but Cut I do like I
2: see so I see what you mean about Clark arriving to the house uh, yeah. later on. And I do agree with your assessment. So there's no way that he was in the house, but he could have been watching her from you know, up in the sky and overhearing the conversation. You know, obviously Lois is in town and so he could have just been, you know, stalking her.
0: <laughs> he was stalking Lois um, herself?
2: Yeah, yeah. Hmm.
0: Maybe that's he why he stops known- by he- the house because he's like, well, while I'm here, I might as well check on my mom, right? Right. No, nah, he um, loves his mom. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, going back to when we when we were hearing Lois's, and I think it was the last minute actually uh, that we did yesterday, um, we heard her talk, you know, speaking uh, as if she was reading her news story and. Um, it looks like she doesn't actually submit the story to Perry White until after the the this scene. So actually, the story that she's reading to us, the audience and narrating to us is the alien story that she submits to Perry that eventually she you know she intends to post on her own.
0: Yeah, so this is still the same story that she's gonna leak to Glenn Woodburn. right. okay. okay. yeah, I'm about it. Mm -hmm. um yeah i i don't know i think the
1: biggest thing that i can take away from this minute was and is and i'm sticking to it i don't care what y'all two have to say um (laughs) martha martha's voice is clark's home he's always listening to that i'm a big believer especially more so with the superman and lois lane he's always listen. you know it's said that Superman has said himself that the Earth has this particular hum to it, and he can, and in that hum, he hears Lois's heartbeat. But this version doesn't know Lois yet, and they don't have a love, uh, you know, uh, relationship yet that we see in the next movie. So the closest thing that he has is his mother. So he's constantly keeping tabs on his mom. He's constantly listening for her. Like I said, I think he was using the super hearing halfway across the world. And he overheard her shying away Lois at the, at, at the front stoop.
0: Yeah. Uh, I agree with. Yeah, it's certainly possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, mean... I, I do, I've always believed that Martha Kent in this uh, film franchise, Martha Kent is the pillar, the supporting pillar for Clark Kent, the character. And that Lois Lane is the supporting character for the pillar of Superman. Um, and in this minute is almost a, you could say, a metaphor of the battle between which one's more important, the Superman or the Clark Kent. And so you have Lois Lane meeting Martha Kent. Uh, and maybe, you know, who's, who's going to be more on top? Like, which one's more important? Because this girl wants to find out Superman. She wants to find out this alien. She wants this thing... She wants to tell this story. Mm-hmm. Maybe he just wants to stay Clark Kent. And that's where you get the Martha Kent who's like, you know, just leave my boy out of this. He's this just, world doesn't know you a thing. Yeah, yeah. this world doesn't know you a thing, exactly.
2: So I will say this, though. If I had powers and I didn't want my powers to be exposed, and then I met someone who saw me use my powers, I would certainly want to keep my eye on that person to make sure that they didn't talk. Okay. So so now Clark saving Lois earlier in the movie, she saw him use his powers. So it kind of makes sense that he would keep track of her and notice that she was asking questions.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we said that cuz as soon as uh this that scene happened with them, he puts her on uh a block of ice she prints a story she leaks it to a dude and the dude asks why and she tells glenn look i want this guy to know that i know the truth but it was just like well of course he knows the truth he, he like he carterized your wound he knows who you are he put you on a block of ice like you like this seems it seems so weird that she's hunting down well i don't know like maybe he thought she'd forget it i don't know it just seems kind of weird like it's like he expected her to just forget or something
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe, mm, because, like, he's just been used to running away after he's been exposed and to use his powers. And he just, like, he says, uh, I think it's the next minute where he just, you know, he just leaves. He he goes away, he hides. But when you get down to, like, Lana and Pete, they've both seen him use his powers. And I guess when you're that young, you can't run away and hide unless you're just staying in your room and not using your powers and not having friends. So... Why wasn't he keeping a track on Lana or Pete, for that matter?
0: That's is, a good question. Is I it because think that he just
1: that. doesn't care? Is it because they're just like, okay, whatever, small-town Kansas, the world's much bigger than that?
0: You got me. Well, I
2: think it, there's a few factors. Uh, number one, there's the credibility. Uh, factor number two, there's the ex- the amount of exposure. Uh, Lois has a much bigger audience than Pete or Lana. hmm mm-hmm.
0: And I think. And
2: number three. Go ahead.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say like even the Kent's uh, mom, Pa Kent, they also downplay Pete Ross's mom. Yeah. About it, and they're right. like, "Oh, you're crazy. It's it, it's no big deal." Okay. I wouldn't say it's anything godlike what he did. So. Okay. Number three.
2: <laughs> um number 3 Oh, number 3 um I tend to think that over time uh Clark, you know, being as they haven't spoken out, Clark has sort of they've sort of garnered some trust from Clark. Yeah. Uh, so he sort of trusts that after all this time they haven't said anything and they won't.
1: Okay. That's. I mean, I, I thought about that, but it, it quickly flew out of my mind just because, I don't know, I feel like if I saw that thing, I would want to, I don't know if I would want to keep it to myself. Um, maybe out of fear of what this person might do to me if I told a bigger audience, uh, but that's just, again, me being terrified of an actual Superman character existing in our world.
2: By the way, I misspoke before about the story.
1: <laughs> How so?
2: Um, the scene where I thought, uh, she was presenting the story to Perry was actually the scene where she's being reprimanded for giving Glenn the
1: story. Oh, that's after he goes on the TV and, and it's, yeah. Okay.
2: So, yeah. So actually you guys were right. The, um, she had already submitted the story, so this might've been a new story that she was working on. Or again, as we discussed, it might've just been her talking in her journalistic,
1: uh, Narrative. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Hmm. Either one does. I don't think it really it hurts the film either way. I think uh, Maybe she was
1: planning for a retraction. I don't know. It's still,
0: it's still. Uh, I do like the element of using that narration, though. Whether it's too, well, or I think,
2: one. I think the fact that that story was leaked, though, certainly would explain another. Would be another explanation as to why, you know, Clark sought her out and why he didn't show up in in Smallville and
1: at that gravesite.
0: Didn't think about that.
1: Yeah, they actually I mean it's what Lois wanted, so yeah, maybe that's why That what is it was. one
0: of the stones. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, it's one of the turning Could over be. stones. It's how she got it's how she, it's how she knew her mystery man knew the truth. <laughs>
0: Unless, like, this was part of that original article, and it has the questioning of his mother in it, and he read it.
2: I don't know. I don't think she would... No, I don't think she would have mentioned (laughs) it.
0: It's all good. No. Um, Because she doesn't
2: want to expose him either, you know. She just just wants to tell his
0: story. Oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Because that would totally reveal his identity to the world. My bad. Let's forget that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to see what, what stuff we can pull out of here.
1: Absolutely. Um, As we should.
0: But that's all I got for this minute. What about you guys? I'm good. Good? Yeah. Alex? Um, I think I'm, I'm good. good. Okay. Sounds good. Um, we do have a couple questions before we wrap up uh, this week with you, but uh, we were wondering what your. Um, what, can you tell us about the first time you saw Man of Steel?
2: um so i'll tell you about the first few times i saw it fair enough i actually did not like it at all (laughs) and i mentioned this in um the commentary that sam and i did uh that i really didn't like it i thought it was boring and and i think it took batman v superman to really make me appreciate man of steel. And then it was like a totally different movie for me. Okay. Um, you know, because, and I'll, I'll be quite honest with you. Uh, I suffered from that same mentality that, you know, I'm criticizing people for having with Batman V Superman. I went in expecting this, like, you know, action, inspirational sort of, uh, popcorn action flick. and, wasn't expecting uh you know this such a deep drama and and once i sort of you know watched bvs and sort of got a feel for you know what what exactly i was watching then i went back and rewatched Men man of steel and it was like a totally different movie i was like wow there's so much here that i didn't catch the first few times yeah yeah so yeah it, it took uh yeah took that that sequel to make me appreciate it and I'm actually I'm happy that it did, you know, because uh, now this trilogy is really shaping up for me and, and I'm really appreciating what they're doing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Dawn of Justice made me realize Man of Steel, uh, its value more as well. I think after I saw Donna Justice, I really wanted to go see Man of Steel again. And once, you know, revisiting it after that movie came out, uh, I've just been more and more in love with that film. As a whole, um, I think we've all kind of weren't prepared for this DC, DC cinematic universe, and that's not a bad thing um, if you give it the time to look back on it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and I certainly love the direction that they're they're taking as a contrast to what you know Marvel and, and Disney are doing,
0: because mm-hmm. it it would be a disappointment to live in a world where they're all um, they all have to uh follow the same formula cookie cutter movies yeah because that just hurts our uh that hurts our uh our wealth of our comic book superhero film adaptations yeah because then we're we're basically um pigeonholing how a comic book superhero film should be and if we do that then we're really just ruining it ruining it for ourselves then everything would be batman and robin eventually (laughs) Or everything and I think it all depends
2: on them. the, you know, all the source, the source material matters, too. I mean, obviously a movie like Deadpool is not going to be a, a drama like Man of Steel.
1: Yeah, but then they go ahead and make it a fucking love movie out of all the characters in the Marvel Universe. You choose Deadpool. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's my little rant, but you hey, like, oh, my God.
0: <laughs> I thought it was good. I just, I, it, you know, it was a Deadpool movie for me, so I... I I liked it. I'm not a huge Deadpool guy, but I respect the film. It, it it did what it needed to and I think it did it well.
1: But no touch on Mistress Death.
0: Like come on. Listen, man. <laughs> See, I
1: thought
2: I thought uh I thought, you know, I'm a big Deadpool fan and I thought that movie was almost perfect. Yeah, uh, I did. think so too. Um, I was concerned about um Vanessa. Uh how how is she how are they going to do Domino um if You know they're they're all happy and love exactly. (laughs) But you know, I guess maybe I was just so happy to see it, and I think they really captured the essence of Deadpool in the movie. And you know, as soon as that that, as soon as he gets stabbed in the head and has those visions, I was just like, oh man, this is perfect.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, it was good. It was good, but. Just because that film is great doesn't mean films like Dawn of Justice can't be great in their own right and Man of Steel and, uh, you know, maybe I, you know, one of my favorite films of the Marvel Universe is The Incredible Hulk and, you know, I like that film for the way it's played out, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. um, I like different takes on it and I think the diversity of the films is the beauty of it. Uh, We can't we can't be forcing our our superhero films or films in general to play a certain role. We can't be, you know, always expecting our super, like our Superman films don't have to be Christopher Reeve's films. Then
1: we're no better than Kryptonians, man. We're taking away free choice. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. That's what that's the <laughs> conclusion we've come to. Um, so we have to we have to change our our mindset on that. Um, but what are your opinions about the whole uh, DC Cinematic Universe uh, in general?
2: Um, I mean I think uh <laughs> I think Man of Steel and Dawn of Justice are works of art. I think they're phenomenal. Uh, I was not a big fan of Suicide Squad. I thought it was it was kind of weak. Uh it was very choppy.
1: Yep,
0: choppy uh, um, choppy's a good word, yes. editing you know i
2: appreciated aspects of it and uh he has gotten better with multiple viewings but um i i still feel it's a little sloppy and i could have there there was a lot of potential there that they failed to really um take advantage of Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah Uh,
2: wonder woman on the other hand is shaping out to to look pretty good and um look, I'm very much excited and looking forward to Justice League. I am very scared for it uh <laughs> um you know, I'm very um anxious that they're going to ruin a good thing. I'm hoping that they they don't give up what they've worked towards and sort of take a different approach. I hope they continue along those same lines and and still give it the respect that they've given. The past two movies in that trilogy. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not a fan of Ezra Miller for Flash, but, you know, I wasn't a fan of Gal Gadot for Wonder Woman, but she proved me wrong. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully that'll shape out to be a great ending to the trilogy and possibly set up a, a future Dark Side movie.
0: I think it I think it very much will. I, I'm pretty sure it seems almost uh like a red herring to have Steppenwolf as the villain, uh, and not introduce Dark Side or not introduce a part two like it like this film will almost feel like a disappointment if it does end that way. Um but then at the same time it's it, it's I, I hope that Warner Brothers has learned from Dawn of Justice and Suicide Squad to the point where they're like, well, okay, let's just let Jeff Johns and Zack Snyder like do their thing and let's just have faith in it and let's like try to keep our hands off and just be confident about how these films are being made so that Snyder and Johns don't have to sacrifice what they've been building towards. Yeah. Um, they don't have to sacrifice a good see, story. See, and I'm
2: afraid... And I'm afraid that the the studio will interfere because of the you know the criticisms. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah,
1: because I and feel so like. It, yeah. But I almost
2: wonder. I almost wonder that if they're backpedaling, the whole part one and part two because of how they because they they intend to have some sort of you know setup or surprise ending. I don't
0: think they it... had originally.
2: They had originally said it was going to be a part one and a part two Justice League, and then they sort of. Backpedaled and said, Oh, no, that's not the case.
0: I think they just said so, part one from the title, but I, I like to say part one, part two makes them seem like incomplete films. Yeah. So I'm okay if there's a Justice League sequel that seems like a continuation of the whole apocalypse invading Earth thing with Darkseid being the, the next villain. Um, you got
1: to remember, Steppenwolf is in charge of the ground assault in taking over planets, so he's not the one calling the shots.
0: Yeah. Um, well,
2: in a sense, Man of Steel and Dawn of Justice were a part one and a part two. So, I can see where you're where you're going with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so hopefully you're right. Hopefully they they're just dropping that part one and part two just so that it doesn't seem like half a movie. Because I think, I think uh, didn't Marvel do the same thing? They took away the part one and part two from um, Infinity War.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: I think so they. I think it's just Infinity War. I think they War actually now. added it. I think they added part one, Infinity War. Is that what it's called? Infinity? Infinity War, yeah. Infinity War, part one, part two. I think they added that in.
1: I thought it was dropped. Or maybe as of dropped right it? now, as we're recording, I think I thought it was dropped. Yeah, I don't they know. dropped it. Whatever.
2: Yeah, my understanding was that it originally was part one and part two, and yeah. uh, recently they dropped that moniker.
0: Because, I mean, you could argue that. Age of Ultron and Civil War is a part
1: one, part two. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's fr- it's a different because n-
0: Sokova chords come into play.
1: Yeah, but then that's yeah, like s- but yeah, but th- then that's War like saying uh, okay. Iron Man three is part two of Avengers because when okay because they call back this to the what, invasion of in New York.
0: To me, this is why it feels that way. It's because when I saw Age of Ultron, and Ultron is, like, my favorite Avengers villain, and I was just, I watched the movie twice, and the second, like, the first time I watched it, I was like, I don't know how I felt about that movie, but I was always like, hey, that was good, we just saw Age of Ultron, and then, like, the second time I saw it, I was like, okay, I think I realize now that I'm not a fan of this movie, and it's because Ultron is just outright ended in this film, and there's no, the the thing that happened in Civil War, because I didn't know Civil War was going to happen yet, uh, it didn't happen in Age of Ultron, which is what I wanted because, as we know of Age of Ultron kind of stuff, he always like kind of wins and he breaks apart the Avengers. And I was expecting that the whole movie, yeah. And I felt like that should have happened. So to me, Civil War seems like a continuation, like a part two almost, because that's what I wanted. I wanted Ultron mm-hmm. to, to to win, and instead he just becomes a, a transformer that they fight and they beat and then <laughs> you know, they go on with their lives and they make new Avengers and it's like. Well, where's the tension? Where's it like where's the, you know, Empire Strikes Back moment where like they break apart and we had to wait till Civil War for that to happen. So
2: Well, I think the idea of the Marvel universe is that they're all sequels of each other and it's just one cohesive story. Um so in that respect, you know, I could see especially the way you put it how it uh you know Age of Ultron was a part one and Civil War was a part two but uh I think it's just an ongoing story yeah and that's possibly why they dropped the the part one and part two for Infinity War mm-hmm. they're they're just trying to tell one you know continuous story rather than say okay well this is two a movie split in two you know
0: yeah and it could happen to the DC Cinematic Universe and I think it will because uh we're talking about this with Sam is that. Uh, he feels like this film, Donna Justice and uh, Justice League is going to be a, a centralized, is, is going to be one big arc, uh, one big story that they've been planning out. Um, I also think Wonder Woman is part of a, quadri- a quadrilogy here because once we see Wonder Woman, it'll be a prequel to her story in Donna Justice, uh, which me and Nate believe is not a Batman and Superman story. It is a story about... Everyone in in this world, uh, because it is a dawn of justice, so we're also going to be seeing dawn of justice in a new light once we see Wonder Woman,
1: yeah.
2: Okay, and I definitely think that's why they added the dawn of justice to the title.
1: Well, I think dawn Um, of justice
0: is the real title,
1: I think. Yeah, I think studio involvement added the Batman v Superman for marketing reasons,
0: which is why we haven't said Batman Ah. v Superman at all.
1: Yeah, we try to shy away from that, we
0: have totally dropped that name. Um, we just okay. We think that is a clear indication of, like, if you take Batman v. Superman, Dawn of Justice, the Batman v. Superman is studio involvement, Dawn of Justice is the Zack Snyder, yeah. David Goyer story that he's trying to tell.
1: Like we said it, I, uh, me and Mark said it uh, um, by ourselves off record, but, like, you know, this Man of Steel isn't Superman colon Man of Steel, it's, it's just Man of Steel, so...
2: Funny enough, I bet you if they had gone with just the title Dawn of Justice, oh, there would have been a lot less complaints.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This we is, this Yeah, has we been our
0: Yeah, this has been our, uh, when we get to that movie, we're going to be hammering that in. Like, if you watch Dawn of Justice, like, show that per- show that movie to a person, and it only says Dawn of Justice on it, and you explain, like, that it's not, like, well, don't explain that it's anything about Batman and Superman. Just be like, yo, it's a, super- it's a movie about... Uh, these DC characters and and like how they eventually lead up to the justice league. Don't mention anything about Batman and Superman. Don't mention Batman V Superman. Don't man, anything about them fighting. Just know that there's a conflict on this world dealing with the presence of Superman revealing himself to the world. Um, it's not a Batman and Superman film. It is a movie with the three characters, the Lois Lane, the Lex Luthor. They're all dealing with this idea that Superman, uh, exists. Um, and it becomes that film for us so
2: i think that's a, a great way to see it absolutely
0: <laughs> we hope so yeah that, yeah <laughs> hopefully it's... we're not just talking out of our asses <laughs> yeah man. we yeah. have a huge uh gripe with the marketing because the marketing is nothing but superman and batman you know getting ready to well they gotta know. sell
2: their toys you know
0: <laughs> see that was the thing man it was all about uh, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. but before, like again, like how I said with, Yeah, sorry, go ahead Mark. Oh, No, no. You
0: go ahead. Say uh,
1: no, yeah. it just I was calling back to Again, like how how, you know, the fans Want to just, you know, to go and see a summer blockbuster A popcorn flick where, you know They watch the movie and then they immediately go to the store And buy the action figures from it And that's what the batman v superman aspect was supposed to come out of it yeah which is why we completely to yeah. dropped
0: that title yeah um but before we don't want to get too carried away but can you tell us if you had to introduce someone to superman uh what would be the book or film or any adaptation of the character show
2: oh wow uh to introduce them
1: yeah to superman uh, we yeah sam said it would it would have to go with you know he would have to take age into into consideration but if you were to introduce a you know one of your peers who is around your same age that they want it to get into comics yeah i really
0: want to get into Superman. Yeah. what do you uh you know yeah,
1: anything like that
2: wow that is really difficult for me <laughs> uh, um there's just so many great stories um See, here. here's the issue with answering this question. Part of introducing a character is getting to know the character. So, some of the best stories depend on, rely on, you know, the character already being known. Um, All-Star Superman, I think, really does Superman justice. And, you know, that I think I would recommend. But... The issue with that is, you know, if you don't already know Superman, then you're you're missing, you know, half the story of the significance or half, you know, the significance of the story.
1: You're living under a rock.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, well, again, uh, what Sam said, it depends on age, you know. If yeah. you're a little kid and you don't know the story, you just know Superman, um, you know. But some of my favorites... I could just name a few. I I mean, Birthright is obviously really good. Mm -hmm. The Earth One book's really good. I absolutely love Red Sun. I highly recommend that one.
1: That's definitely Um, one
0: that you have to know Superman. Yeah, Yeah, you really have to know (laughs) Superman. Unless you live in Russia, and then you'd be like, this is Superman, (laughs) (laughs) you read Superman, and it's like, okay. (laughs) 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 That accent! (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I need to uh, just
1: have sound clips of all your accents that you do, Mark. (laughs) Um, I wish I could get better at them.
0: (laughs) Oh,
2: um, um, Kingdom Come. Um, I haven't. Read I that absolutely, one. really. Oh, you would definitely have
1: to read that. Yeah, I got it.
2: You looking at the me like, yeah, really I got good. it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And the art, the art's amazing.
1: Oh yeah, Alex Ross, um, fantastic.
2: But I will say that to this day, my favorite story is the death of Superman.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting yeah, one.
2: The the whole. I that's my favorite art style of Superman. I love the story itself. Um, you know, I've I have every edition of the story of the Superman seventy five. I have every. I have the novelization. I have the uh, omnibuses. You know everything about that story. I just love.
0: Hmm. Cool. You know when I was introduced to Superman and I w- I really wanted to get into the character the book that I first read was in fact Earth 1 the yeah. Straczynski one mm-hmm. volume 1 that's the one I read and that that made me want to like that to me that was a hook so yeah if you want to say that one like that one was great um I also think JLA volume 1 that was a good one with the um who was in that one that where Superman discovered like that they were mind controlling people. It was J- yeah, JLA Grant Morrison Volume One.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. That with uh, with Kyle Rayner as the Lantern and all that and all that jazz mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, that was that was a really good. I one. have
2: that, but I haven't, but I haven't read it yet. So.
1: Oh yeah, that's a, that was a really good series. Um, towards the end, it's it mullet was Superman, right? Yeah, it started out with Mullet Superman. Um, but then towards the end, it got into what we know as the animated movie. Um. Oh geez, uh, the Superman and the elites? No, it it had uh, the Crime Syndicate, Crisis on Infinite Earths, mm, um, yeah. and that's mm. that was towards that was towards the end of the run. Which, um, th- in my opinion, Mark, you really like that movie. In my opinion, that movie did the JLA version of of that story. It did it no justice. Like you're better off reading that story than than watching that movie. The movie's cool. It's fun. It's great for a Saturday morning movie. Yeah, yeah, but absolutely. But it's it's nothing compared to what the comic adaptation is.
0: Um, uh, to me, I just view that movie as a spin-off of Young Justice, because it has the same animation team and voice actors, so it just seemed like (laughs) that's what the Justice League was doing while Young Justice was happening. Yeah, I mean, that Um, introduced, I mean, (laughs)
1: Johnny Quick with his, you know... I do like Crime Syndicate and,
0: uh, the, uh, Forever Evil. Yeah, it was a good, it was
1: a good, uh, uh, modernization of, of the group, um, but yeah, like, yeah, again, out of that Crime Syndicate, Johnny Quick is my favorite, he's just this psychopathic speed freak. Wait, a problem with James Wood? <laughs> <laughs> no, but Owlman is, is a force to be reckoned with. Um, unfortunately, he isn't anymore in continuity. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, boo-boo. Um, but, you know, uh, Owlman is definitely something that I wish we, which we probably never will see in live action, but I wish we could see. Uh, a crime even syndicate? He, not even a crime syndicate, but Man in general. Just that different version of, you know this this Batman esque character, quote unquote, that we're supposed to see, and he's got that evil twist to him where it's not just like he's dark and brooding; he's he's maniacal and he's psychopathic. But again, it calls back to Jesse Eisenberger's three syllable word for a thought too big for little minds, and that is yeah. Owlman Man, in my opinion. That's not three syllables. Whatever the hell he says, <laughs> man.
2: I would love to see a uh, the multiple ver- uh, multiple Earths in. The DC Cinematic Universe. I doubt they'll ever touch on it, though. But that would be amazing.
1: Like just the multiverse in general, or that. Story? Yeah, and and have, to...
2: and have yeah in general, and and introducing you know alternate Superman and yeah. Batman.
1: I like to think that um, somewhere down the road, Watchmen will play into it. I know it happens now in Rebirth and everything, but again, it calls back to the um, James D. Morgan uh, comedian. And then he's again Thomas Wayne uh, in this universe that we're getting. Um, I would, I mean, me as well as a lot of other people on the internet would just kill for a Thomas Wayne, James D. Morgan.
0: I feel Batman. like it wouldn't be the DC Cinematic Universe if there was no mention of the multiverse. So I feel like it needs to happen. But that's my my ears well, my open. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Alex, for joining us uh, on our week of man of steel adventures
1: <laughs> thanks for
2: having me I'm, I'm happy to have contributed
0: if you love what you heard here guys uh don't forget to check out alex and sam's podcast the justice league universe podcast uh don't forget to rate and subscribe to us as well leave us a great review on itunes uh you can find us on all social media at DCU minute and we'll catch you guys next week here on dc cinematic minute